Hello everyone and welcome back to the Football Chuggy Podcast. My name is Thomas Durning and today I'm joined by my co-host Pierce McLaughlin. Hi, I'm doing well. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the reaction to the Scottish Cup semi-final draw, previewing this week's Champions League matches, giving our reaction to the Scotland squad announcement, and Pierce will give a rundown of all the latest Asian football news. Coming up next, we will be giving our reaction to the Scottish Cup semi-final draw. On Monday the 13th of March, it was announced that the Scottish Cup semi-finals will be Celtic versus Rangers and Falkirk versus Inverness Cali Thistle. Pierce, what is your reaction to the draw? Well, first and foremost, I think it's a fantastic job that um, Falkirk and Inverness Cali Thistle got to us at uh, Hamden. In terms of financially, for both teams, it's absolutely superb. And I had a feeling on Friday night when the first Scottish Cup game kicked off that Kilmarnock would suffer defeat against Inverness. Because Inverness have had, I've been keeping a track of the championship this season. They've had a decent season, but they've had all injuries and all their key players now back. And let's be honest, Kilmarnock have had terrible away from all season in the SBL. And it transpired into the, the Cup competition. And in terms of Falkirk, we witnessed them last season in the League One. They're a decent side once they get get their, their players back on form and they proved that by beating a, a tough United side that have been high flying in the championship. Um in terms of Celtic Rangers, well, if they if anything they go like the last one in terms of the cup final, they're set for another absolute classic. No, I agree. Um when I found out all the matches that were gonna that, that could be played in the semi final. I kind of, in the back of my head, wanted Celtic Rangers to play in the semi-final because I just think for Falkirk and Inverness, for them to get to the Scottish Cup final, like, as you said, it would be, it'd be some achievement and, you know, the money that they could bring, that they could bring in from that, uh, I think would be brilliant. Um, you would obviously make Celtic and Rangers fin- uh, the favourites if they ever got to the final, but, you know, it's a Scottish it's a cup, so you you just don't know what you just don't know what what could happen. Um, I was going to ask you about who do you think will win both matches. Um, in terms of the Celtic Rangers one, it's on a knife edge, but I would probably edge towards Celtic. Um, just based on the last game and the fact is, just uh, just look unstoppable at the moment. Um. But like you say, cup competitions forms out the window and, and it's all about who turns it on a day and basically who wins that midfield battle and kicks on from there. In terms of the Falkirk and United, I think Falkirk will just edge it slightly. Um I just I just think they've got a probably a larger travelling fans and for a good few upsets in the cup competition already, and I, I kinda back them to to make it to the final. Yeah, well, I'm going to say for the Celtic Rangers match, I will say Celtic. And then for the, the Falkirk Cali Fissel match, I'll, I'm going to go Inverness Cali Fissel. And, you know, I, I think if that was the final, Celtic Cali Fissel, I will say Celtic. But just to be, just to be you know, I, I'll say Cali Fissel for the Scottish Cup. 
I think I think the cup will go back up north, up to get in, up to Inverness. So that's my prediction. So, um, we will now move on to this week's upcoming Champions League matches. So this week's Champions League matches include Man City versus Leipzig, Porto versus Inter Milan, Napoli versus Frankfurt, and Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Pierce, which Champions League match are you are you most looking forward to? Um, well, for me, um, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game, uh, Real Madrid versus Liverpool, um, just because I do like to support Real Madrid, um, and obviously they they done a massive result away from home at Anfield. Um, today, Real Madrid versus Liverpool, just to see the reaction of Liverpool, cons- considering they've had an iffy season. Well, they'll get a crack result, then they'll they'll feel to back up, and obviously they get absolutely humbled at Anfield, considering they got off the tremendous start, the perfect start they could have. And I'd probably say Porto Inter tonight, because I think Inter won't go through. I think Porto will cause an upset, and I think Porto at home, and they've only losing one by a one goal deficit. I think Porto are a good European side and I think they will put Inter out who have been pretty pretty poor considering the reigning champions of the Serie A. Yep. Well the match I'm most looking forward to is the Man City Leipzig match. Uh first leg finished one each. Um but I think because the game's at the Etihad, Man City's home stadium, I think everybody thinks oh Man City, you know Mm-hmm. You know they have the they have the big advantage, but I don't see it like that. Um, because I've watched Leipzig this season in the Bundesliga, and they're a really good side. Um, you know they they get a lot of men forward. You know they they always want to they always go out to try and win the game. Um, Man City's Champions League record isn't the best. Um, they've had they've had a few, you know, bad results over the years. Um, so. That, that that that's the game I'm most looking forward to. I think I've got I've got a feeling and that I think Leipzig will win that. Um and in terms of the Liverpool Real Madrid Liverpool game, obviously it, it's five two to Real Madrid on aggregate. Do you see any chance of Liverpool progressing? Absolutely zero chance. Yeah. I I just I just don't see it because Although they done the impossible against Barcelona a couple of years ago, what three four years ago, but um, it's a totally different side. It's like you can see it's like the end of a cycle for Liverpool, and they're getting some young players on. Got, but they'll take time to bed in. But the fact is, like you see, they beat Manchester United seven 0 and then they lose one 0 to Bournemouth. So where's the consistency, you know? And like, and obviously in between that as well, they lost five two to Real Madrid at Anfield, which is renowned for being one of the most difficult away venues in Europe because that crowd is like a 12th man and if they can't win at home against a Real Madrid side who let's be honest this season have been pretty bang average and they've had carrying Benz out for large spells of the season and they've not hit the heights of last season and Barcelona kind of like, going to end up running away with La Liga I think so Real Madrid's focus is on sold in the Champions League and that's the reason why I think they will 
when it comes to the knockout stages in European football, there's no no side better to soak up pressure and then just one moment of magic just winning the game. And I just do I just I think the game itself might end up like a two two draw, but I don't see Liverpool scoring three goals without reply to even take it to extra time or penalties. Yeah, no, I mean I, I do agree. I think it will be a high scoring game, but mm-hmm. I can't see Liverpool going to the Bernabeu and yeah. scoring you know, I think they'd have they'd have they have to win four 0 Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. And New Madrid, I mean, although they've not had the greatest season. Uh, domestically uh, in the Champions League, there are they're a totally different animal. That's their tournament, so I, I, I mean, I don't see any, I don't see any chance. But I hope it is a good game because when both sides are on top form, they're, you know, that the world class. So, but I, I, I do think we they they will get through. For the next part of the show, we will be giving our reaction to the Scotland squad announcement. In terms of the Scottish squad, so here's a list of all the players that have been called up. So we've got Xander Clark in goals. Um, potential first cap for Angus Gunn of Norwich City. Um, Liam Kelly, Liam Cooper, Grant Hanley, Jack Kendry, Aaron Hickey, Nathan Patterson, Ryan Porteous, Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, Stuart Armstrong, Lewis Ferguson, Billy Gilmore, Ryan Jack, John McGinn, Cal McGregor, Kenny McLean, Scott McTominay, Shea Adams, Jacob Brown, Ryan Christie and Lyndon Dykes. So, Thomas, your reaction to that? There's a few, obviously, no- noticeable debutants that could play for Scotland. What's your initial reaction to that squad? Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. Um, the first name that stands out to me is Angus Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, David Marshall, now retired, and Craig Gordon, you know, he got he had he got a really bad injury at the start of the year. So looking at that, I feel I, I did feel back then that Scotland will would have to look into the goalkeeping situation. Uh, and it's Angus Gunn's obviously decided to um commit to his international uh, his international career to Scotland. Um I think for the fact that Angus Gunn's been called up, I do think that, that means that Steve Clark will Will probably make him the, the 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 number one keeper for Scotland. Uh, I think he's only twenty six as well, so or twenty seven. So he, he is young. So in terms of like the future, you know, if the more caps he gets, you know, you, you could, it could definitely, you know, nail down that spot for for years to come. Um, my other point to it is the fact that there's lots of players in this squad that haven't played a lot for their their club, so. For example, Kieran Tierney, Billy Gilmore, uh, Nathan Patterson. Uh, you know, these kind of players, they, they haven't played a lot of club football this season. So it's interest, it'll be interesting to see what they'll be like when they play because these kind of these players they play a lot for Scotland. So hmm. it'll be interesting to see what how they how they do in this upcoming international camp. So what do you think about um Jacob Brown? Because I've never, that's the first time I've ever seen that name in terms of uh, yep. called up to Scotland. I've not really seen or heard much about him. Yep. So Jacob Brown's um he's been called up to the Scotland squad the last couple of camps. Um he's not played much, but I think he's been called up to the fact that he's used to the system that Scotland play. So Scotland 
they do team they do seem to play more of a three five two formation, and that's the kind of way Stoke have been playing the last few years. So, um, I think that's one of the main reasons why he gets called up. It's because he's used to the way, uh, he's used to that kind of formation that that, that Scotland play. Uh, I I was wanting to um just name one other player in this in this Scotland squad, uh, Lewis Ferguson, um. He obviously got a move to Bologna mm-hmm. last season, uh, that last summer, uh, and he's been doing really well. He plays a lot. He plays. I think he plays. I think he's one of the most important players. Um, and he's had a really, really, you know, he's he's been he's had a really good season so far, playing against some top top teams, and a very good league as well. So uh, I think in this upcoming camp, we could see him playing quite more often than he has been in the previous Scotland camps. Yeah, I totally agree. Lewis Ferguson, when he was at Aberdeen, he was a very consistent performer. Um, box to box, high energy, prone to maybe a obviously prone to a booking every game, but that's just the way he plays. Uh, you look at his uncle, his uncle was Barry Ferguson, so we kind of t- took a note for his book, but um, he's a goal scorer midfielder, he offers that threat, he arrives late in his box. I think he's only missed one penalty in his career, which is incredible because he takes a lot. For Aberdeen when he was there, um, and he's just an, another example of another another young Scottish talent that has went to Syria and is thriving. Because look at Aaron Hickey, he done it first when he left Hearts, and look at him now he's playing in the Premier League for Brentford, and he's in he's a regular now in the Scotland squad. Uh, another one is Josh Doig who went this season as well, um, and he's he's scored I think three Serie A goals for Hellas Verona, for a left back that's unheard of. You know what I mean and. You've also got Lewis Ferguson, who is, like you say, took time to get his the starting lineup with Bologna, but once he's got in, he's not looked back since, and he's been a consistent performer, and that was to be expected, and he is only like 23 years old, so a lot of growth in him as well, and he can obviously, with players like Ryan Jack and that, struggling for form and injury, then why not start him alongside, like you say, Callum McGregor and John McGinn? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I was just lastly about this. I was just wanting to add about a couple of players that have missed out. Um, they are they are Greg Taylor and Anthony Ralston. Uh, I I I do think that's quite unfortunate for them, especially Greg Taylor, because I think he's been one of Celtic's best players this season. Uh, obviously, the competition at left backs, you know, it's very it's very good in terms of Tierney and Robertson that could play there. Uh-huh. But um, I, I I do think it's unfortunate for for Greg Taylor to miss out, and obviously Tony Ralston as well. Um, you know I know he's not played a lot recently, but I think he in the last Scotland camp or the one before he, he did really well when he when he got called up. Um, so I think these two players are, you know, it's unfortunate for them to miss out. No, I totally agree. I think Greg Taylor's been a consistent performer for Celtic this season. Be one of the standout players. And a side that's got attacking football and he's a left back. And if you said a couple of years ago what Greg Taylor to even be left out of the squad, I don't think anyone would complain. But now, to show you how far he's gone leaps and bounds under Ange Postecoglou at Celtic. And in terms of tone, uh, Anthony Ralston, I think he struggled with injury and he literally just played his last his first game back last week. Um, so you can understand why he's been left out. But like you said, he did perform well in the last camp. I think he scored in my match in one of the games. Um, but for him, he's still young. Same with Greg Taylor; they'll, they'll be involved in plenty more camps to come. And I think both of them have struggled a wee bit of injury recently. 
But once they get back into full fitness, I think that's probably more a, more a fitness concern rather than quality because we know what they've got going forward. And like you say, Patterson himself hasn't played much football. He's been injured a lot as well, semi tierney. So they two, are, I think, are lucky to be involved. But like you say, like I think he's went tried and trusted Steve Clark. Like he's, he knows he's he knows his players. He knows his system. And I think he'll, he'll, if he, he wouldn't choose them if they wouldn't be able to play. No, I totally agree um, in terms of the, the injuries to Taylor and Nelson. I know they struggled recently, so I definitely don't think it's because of quality. I think it's because of the maybe they're just lacking match fitness. So, uh, absolutely. So, for the final part of the show, Pierce will now give his Asian football roundup. Yeah, so we started off on uh, Saturday with uh, three games in the South Korean K League One, and that was uh, Daijin Citizen nil, Poang Steelers nil, Seoul and FC two, uh, Seoul and Blue Wings one, uh, Gangwon one, uh, FC Daegu one. Done a match report on that, and it's on the Football Trigger website. Um, in terms of Saturday in the J League, um, Alberic Nagata one, Kawasaki from Tally nil, Vassil Kobe nil, Uruguay Diamonds one, and that's a major shot because. Vassell Kobe, nine points in the first three games, and only decided to do that, and then they lost to Ur- the newly promoted side. Um, so on Sunday, when the K League won, we definitely saw one Ulsan Hyundai two, Inchon one, Jed United nil, uh, Jumbook two, newly promoted FC Guangzhou nil. And on Sunday for the G League one, with Cerezo Osaka two, Sagan two, so one, FC Tokyo three. Yokohama FC 1, Hokkaido, Consal Dole, Sapporo 2, Yokohama F Marron was nil, which is a major shot because that's the Ange Postacoglu's old side and Kevin Muscat's reigning champions. Uh, Kawashima Antlers nil, Avispa Fukuoka nil, Kashiwa Wrestle nil, Nagao Grandpa 3, Shonan Belmer nil, Kyoto Sanga 2, and last but not least, Gambo Saka 1, Sanfrechi Hiroshima 2. And obviously, no noticeable uh, news this week as well was that um, Oh Young Go has been called up to the South Korean uh, squad for the Asian Games, which is testament because obviously he just arrived at Celtic and he was on the fringes at the 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 World he was in the World Cup squad for Qatar. Didn't get any minutes, but it's good to see like, a young twenty one year old who's rotating and adapting to life in Scotland to then be called up to the Jurgen Klinsmann first squad, which is. A good thing considering the, the talent they have up front in terms of the song, Huang Yi Chan, Huang Yi Zhou, stuff like that, Kang and Lee. And obviously, there was uh, the first J League goal this season for the returning Shinji Kagawa, 10 years after leaving to go to Dortmund. So that's a big milestone because he's like a hero over there. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Football Chugu podcast. This podcast will be available to listen to on the Football Chuggy YouTube channel and also the Football Chuggy website. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Bye-bye.